Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. What's up, Cool Breeze? It is me, I see Robots, and we're back to another super informative episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe. That's the one where we use the official handbook of the Marvel Universe as our guide to examine characters, big and small, Left and right, good and bad, and this week we're going to take a look at one of my favorite characters of all the times in space. Somebody who goes by the names of Dakota North, private investigator. But before we get to that, let's light that incense. Let's bang that gone. Let's, uh, let's get the guy to open and get going to go. Dakota North, private investigator, first came around in like 1985. I remember I was hanging and banging over at uh, Fantasy Books and Games here in Santa Rosa, and they had they had a Dakota North poster. They had a Dakota North all kinds of stuff. I remember I remember at the comic store they had a, a table in the front where they would have like all all the the like freebie stuff that Marvel or DC would send like little little posters or pins or what have you. And one of the one of the things they had was a, a small fold out poster. Of Dakota North, and I took this home and hung it on my wall. And this was this was like ever before I had even seen the character. I had no idea what it was going to be about. I had no clue in any way. It was just it was comic related, and I wanted it. My room, my room at the time was made up of like these posters that they they would give away at the comic book store. And this one, this was another nice addition. Dakota North uh, premiered in her own series in 1985. Dakota North, Dakota North number one first appearance of Dakota North, and it followed her adventures as a private investigator. It seemed that, like, a lot of these uh, jobs she had were, like, fashion-related. Uh, the first issue, the first one that I read, I, I recall, was, like, she became the bodyguard of, like, this uh, fashion exec, and then there was another one that was, like, about models and murders and stuff. All kinds of all kinds of stuff in related to that. At the time, I had no interest in fashion. Now, I would say my my interest in fashion is only like a passing interest. Of course, you know I care about what I wear and I care how I look and all that stuff. But like, I don't uh, I don't hang and clang around the uh, runways of Paris or anything by the, by that means. I just go to the store and look around, buy clothes. But I, I do like to look at pictures of clothes and I do like to look at pictures of fashion and I I do kind of like all that stuff. So Dakota North, which I which I recently looked at and recently reread. It's kind of, it's kind of up my alley nowadays, far more than it was at the time. But um, let's let's start digging into this a little bit. First, we're gonna start off with some some pertinent informations about our gal Dakota North, like high weight, uh, eye color, that that sort of stuff. Personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. Her given name, her government name, is in fact Dakota North. Her alias is Dakota Sue. This is a name that her dad calls her. Her gender, female, height, 5'7". She's a little tall. 130 is her weight. Her eyes are blue. Her hair is red. Her origin, she's a human being. Her living status, she's presently alive. She's in the Earth, a 616. She has no dual identity. Her citizenship is that of an American. Her occupation, private investigator. Later, reporter. Base of operations, mobile, but she has branches of her office in New York, Paris, Rome, and Tokyo, as well as Chicago. She was created 
by Martha Thomas and Tony Salmon, and her first appearance is Dakota North Number 1, which was in February of 1986, not 1985, which I said earlier. So, what we have there is that, that pretty much she's just, you know, she's a normal human being, except that, uh, she's kind of tall, has red hair, blue eyes, and she's very rich. She owns a detective agency with offices in what seems like five or six different places. So, she's doing well for herself, living the life, having a good time, and all that stuff. But, um, besides that... Let's move forward a little bit more, and we're going to learn about her identity, who she is, how she came to be, maybe some adventures she had, stuff like that. It is going to be fun. We're going to jump right into it after this. Character bio. Like, how did they get their powers and stuff like that? Dakota North was the daughter of Samuel J. North, an agent of the CIA. Little is known about her early life, other than as a youngster she chose to pursue a career as a freelance private investigator. Her business was apparently very successful, in that it supported four branch offices across the globe. Her earliest recorded case involved being hired by famous fashion designer Luke Jacobson to guard both him and his newest designs. During an assassination attempt, Dakota's brother Ricky got in the way but she was able to save Jacobson's life. So, that's the beginning. That's where it all started. All this took place in issue number one of Dakota North, which I which I just read, which I thought was actually pretty cool and actually pretty charming. I enjoyed it quite a, quite a bit. It's in my in, it's in my archives out in the uh out in the garage, but um what what happens basically is, you know, she's hanging out. She's in her basement. She's in her basement. She has a shooting gallery, and her and her homeboy Mad Dog are, like, practicing shooting at, a uh, at hostage-holding terrorists. Like, there's guys, like, holding, you know, these cardboard cutouts of them holding people, and they're trying to shoot over the shoulders of the people, but, uh, Mad Dog keeps hitting the targets, is the, is the joke. He's a terrible shot. Her partner, Mad Dog, is awful, but, uh, she, she does it. So, in, anyhow, she, she gets the call from, from Luke Jacobson, famous... Famous Marvel Comics fashion designer. This is also his first appearance. So she gets a call from him, goes to his office, and as soon as she walks in, of course, they mistake her for a, a fashion model. They're just like, yo, you're late, blah, blah, blah. And then, then, then it feels like out of line to me, the, the photographer calls her a cow, which is like terribly, terribly awful. I can't believe you like expect somebody to work for you and you call them a cow. But, but anyway, she... She fronts as a fashion model for a while, but then they hand her a makeup case. And they're like, take this makeup case and go go fix your face, you cow. But then she notices that it's really heavy. She opens it up. There's a bomb inside. So she takes the bomb, throws it away, save everybody's life. Right there like that. They're thinking this model is not only a cow, she's also like a hero. But then she reveals herself to be Dakota North, and then she... You know, she goes forward and she cracks the case and stuff. This was like, this was her very first comic book adventure. And I gotta say, when I read it, I was uh, definitely into uh, issue number two, which I'm gonna have to find because my Dakota North collection is currently like one, three, four, and five. And then I have some of her appearances in Daredevil. So it's incomplete. We're gonna have to fill that in. But let's, um, let's, let's find out the next part. This is, this is really thrilling, really exciting stuff. Dakota was next hired by a coalition of modeling firms to track down a serial killer dubbed the Slasher. Who had been murdering fashion models with a straight razor. This led to Dakota guarding fashion models Elise Nelson and Mary Jane Watson. 
On this assignment, Dakota met Spider-Man and the two cracked the case. Learning that Elise Nelson was the slasher and saving Mary Jane's life. Of course Elise was the slasher. You have a few characters in here. You got Dakota, you got Elise, you got Mary Jane Watson, the future wife of Spider-Man, Mary Jane herself, and then you have Spider-Man. Who's gonna who's gonna be the killer? Because it has to be one of the characters that's already 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 been introduced in the story. It has to be her. But I I wonder what her motivation was. I don't I don't have this tale. This was probably issue number two. I don't. I don't have this one to uh, to find out the uh, the poop, the skinny on uh, on the murder. But this is this is a good one too, dude. This could be like a slasher film back in the day. Imagine they imagine they made like a crossover Spider Man slasher movie where it's like Spider and Dakota North, Spidey and Dakota North. I wonder wonder why I just called him Spider. You know, our guy Spider right here. That's that's the name of the guy from Goodfellas who gets shot by uh, Joe Pesci. Hey, But any anyway, imagine imagine there's like a crossover slasher Spider-Man movie where Spidey and Dakota North are, are like in the fashion world with Mary Jane, who uh I don't know who'd be playing Mary Jane back in the day. This is this is a Tatum O'Neill. I don't know somebody somebody of that sort, and they they uh you know they're in the fashion world, and it turns out Elise, played by Cheryl Teagues, is like stabbing people up at night, wearing a stocking on her head. This is. This is all scary stuff, dude. Very cool for a uh, for a comic. It's it's also interesting to like get Dakota out there into like into the expanded Marvel Marvel universe. It's like this is what kind of makes the whole thing cool, you know, the connectivity, the connective tissue of all the all the different tales. Our gals out there doing stuff, and who does she bump into? Oh, look, it's famous fashion model Mary Jane, who for some reason is married to like a lowly high school uh, substitute teacher. I think that's what he was doing at the time. I think he was a high school teacher. I don't think he was. I'm not sure if he was working for the Bugle. Of course, I'm talking about Spider, our guy Spider. But uh, I'm not sure if he was at the Bugle or if he was teaching at the time. But uh, you know, he married a fashion model, high level fashion model, who's out there fighting fighting slashers with with Dakota North. I wonder if Mad Dog was there. I wonder if at some point like the slasher had had a. Uh, had Mary Jane in a headlock, and Mad Dog's like, he, he, he's, he's like, he's zooming in with it, with his uh, snub-nosed 38 detective special, and he's like, should I shoot? I'm gonna take the shot, Dakota. I'm gonna take the shot. But she remembers what happened in the basement in issue one, and she's like, no, don't do it. So, of course, Spider-Man, like, you know, he just fires a web, gets it all over Elise, and then he, he knocks her out. He probably swings too hard, not knowing that it's really Cheryl Teagues under there. Bop! Spins her head around 360 degrees, but uh, you know it's all good, man. He's saving his uh, he's saving his wife or probably his girlfriend. He's saving his girlfriend at the time. The good old Mary Jane, the uh, you hit the jackpot, tiger Mary Jane. Let's um, let's find out some more. She's she's been around. Of course, I'm talking about Dakota, not Mary Jane, but they both been around the Marvel universe for quite a while. Her next case led her to Chicago, where she was hired by the Chicago Spectator to gather information on the recently relocated Power Man, Luke Cage. She ultimately befriended Cage and helped him with a situation involving his father before returning to the Big Apple, NYC. Sometime later, during a day of shopping at the mall, Bloomingdale's specifically with her gal pal, Squirrel Girl, Dakota became involved in a battle between the Wasp and Sin Sides, an inhuman shapeshifter who wears purple. We, uh, we have a couple things. 
going on there. So she gets hired by a newspaper that takes her out of NYC, the Big Apple, to uh, Chicago, the, the, the sweet, sweet home, home Chicago. Chicago. And then, then she gets there to look for Luke Cage, and she finds out, like... She finds out that, like, Luke Cage is having some kind of an interaction with his dad. And if you if you follow the the Netflix Marvel TV shows, you know that there's a lot of a uh, a lot of conflict between Luke and his dad. It's uh the, he doesn't he doesn't like that Luke was out there like you know making a name for himself as a hero, and he doesn't like the just he doesn't he doesn't like how Luke is living. So I can't I can't imagine what it was that Dakota North did to kind of get in between the the two guys here because the. The dynamic. If you're in conflict with your own father, the dynamic is is pretty heated. So I don't, I don't know what would have what would have gone on there. But whatever it was, they ended up becoming friends, which works out in the in the end. Because as we're going to find out in the next section, they they do in fact encounter each other all over again, at least tangentially through uh through other people and stuff. But then. Then, like, you know, she's out shopping. She's out shopping, and she wasn't really with Squirrel Girl. I just added that in there, because it kind of it kind of made me laugh to, to think about Dakota North at Bloomingdale's with a with a girl with a giant uh, squirrel tail. I I like Squirrel Girl. I think that she's a cool character, and I, I do plan on uh, dropping an episode about her at some time. I think that, um, I think when they had, when they had uh, Milana Vaintrube locked up as Squirrel Girl, they, they really dropped the ball by not putting that one out there, because that would have... That would have been perfect. I've also heard Anna Kendrick express some interest in playing Squirrel Girl in a movie. And again, that, that would, would be great. great. That, that would, would be, be perfect. Cool. I would definitely watch that, and I would definitely think it was fun. And a, I'd like to see more Squirrel Girl, is what I'm saying. But but anyway, they, they were at Bloomies hanging out, and then all of a sudden, like, the Wasp busts in here. Another another fashion-related hero, famous fashion designer Janet Van Dyne busts in there, and she's, she's buzzing around. And this other guy who uh, is like an inhuman, which is kind of... They're kind of like knockoff mutants with uh like different different abilities and stuff. They're they're led by Black Bolt. I think they I think they live on the moon. They they had a what did they have? They had a show at one point. It was going to be a movie. That it was a show, but then it was a show. It was going to be a movie. Something something like that. They all they go into like Terrigan mists and they they get like turned into powers or whatever. I haven't I haven't really read a lot of Inhuman Adventures. I am not going to lie to you, but we just saw Black Bolt recently in the Doctor Strange movie. So that was. That was cool. Good old Anson Mount from uh, Star Trek. Good old Captain Pike putting on the outfit and becoming Black Bolt, the uh, leader of the Inhumans. But they're they're fighting in Bloomingdale's, and uh, all kinds of all kinds of hilarity ensues. And and then I'm sure that she becomes friends with Janet Van Dyne. Things like this seem like they seem like they're kind of meant just to sort of expand Dakota North out into the uh, wider wider universe, like we talked about last time. Because now. Not only does she know the other fashion-related character, Mary Jane Watson, who's a model. Now she met the one who designs fashion, and she's like, "Hey, let me uh, give you my card. I've done some. Um, I've done some work with uh, Luke Jacobson in the past. I, I'm kind of known around. I don't don't know if you remember when that uh, briefcase full of uh, makeup turned out to be a briefcase full of a uh, C4, and I, I tossed it. I don't know. I don't know if you heard about that, but if you did, here's my card. I I'm known throughout the fashion world. So anyway, that that all worked out for her. It's important, I bet." If you're a PI, networking is probably crucial, man. Probably crucial. I bet you find a lot more work, like, by networking with other fools and, like, having fools walk into your office and saying, investigate these crimes. But anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's jump forward again. I think this is, I think this is going to be, I think this is the last one. Uh, yeah, let's see. Dakota was hired by the law firm Nelson and Murdoch as an investigator and bodyguard. She was recommended to Foggy Nelson by her friend Jessica Jones. 
who previously held the position but had to relinquish it due to her responsibilities as a new mother. Dakota worked with Ben Urich to discover who was running around as Daredevil while Matt Murdock was in prison. It was Iron Fist. She continued to work for many years at Nelson and Murdoch as a private investigator. It was during this time that she introduced Murdoch to Detective Kurtz, her source in the NYPD. Now, all this stuff happened during the Bendis run of uh, Daredevil, which to me was like an all-time great. I was so deeply immersed in the comics at this time. I was going there every week over to uh, Outer Plains, which was, which was actually, I think, Clark's trading at the time, I'm not. I'm not really sure, but it was. It was in a different location. It was over near where UA Five used to be, and I was going there all the time, grabbing my books. And I was so heavily into this Daredevil. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. And then when uh, Jessica Jones, who I also loved, alias Jessica Jones, another great Bendis series, another great Netflix show, when when she left to go uh, have her have her little baby with a uh, Lukey Cage, they. They brought in Dakota North, and I thought that that was really great. I, I honestly, I could imagine the whole uh, Jessica Jones alias series being written with Dakota North. I remember reading somewhere that at first, when Bendis was going to do Alias, he wanted to use Spider Woman as the as the main character, but they they had Spider Woman pegged for something else, so that forced him to make his own character, which turned out to be Jessica Jones, which blah 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 blah, and then later. Spider-Woman actually appeared in the series as a uh, private detective. So it all kind of it all kind of came full circle when Dakota North also showed up. I I like all this stuff. It was it was really cool, man. Matt Murdock was in jail. He's exposed for being Daredevil and he gets sent upstream. We learned about this uh, in a previous episode, in a Daredevil episode, but while he's in there, he has his pal Danny Rand running around as a uh, as Daredevil, kind of kind of making people think that maybe Matt Murdock isn't Daredevil, because Matt Murdock's in jail, so how can Daredevil still be running around there? But also, how come Daredevil's fist is now glowing? But I, I didn't even raid. That was, that was really fun. I really enjoyed that run of comics. I have the original issues of that, and then I also have uh, the trade paperback so that I can read those whenever whenever I want. It was just, it was really cool having Dakota North drop in there. If I, if I am remembering correctly, she had some kind of uh, romantic liaisons with Matt Murdock, which is a uh, problem of Matt's. He kind of, I think he acts inappropriately in the workplace because it seems like he's always he's always having intimate relations with his uh, co-workers, all except for Foggy. So let's uh, let's hope that someday Foggy gets some too. But uh, it, anyway, he, he has these inappropriate relations all through the work world. And this also led to him, um, he may have been married to Mila at the time, and then he had relations with, with Dakota North. I know not. This is all kind of very vague in my mind right now. I didn't, I didn't do any research into this. I kind of, I kind of dig into my head for a lot of it, and a lot of it I, I look at and, and see what's going on. So, if you ever hear me make a falsehood, it's all, it's all just, you know, my old braid pan. My, my, my rotted old brain isn't as, isn't as good as it used to be at certain points, so please forgive me for that. But um, Dakota North is a really cool character, and I honestly could see her popping up again in a uh, Netflix show or, I mean, a Disney Plus show at this point. It's It could just be, man. If you needed a detective out there in the Marvel world, Dakota North would be who I would reach for first. I think that, like, by and large, they'd probably really reach for Jessica Jones, but I, I know not if the Jessica Jones rights are available. So yeah, I don't know, man. It could, it could very well happen. Let's uh, let's jump ahead one more bit, and we're gonna talk about the uh, you know, the abilities, the powers and abilities of uh, Dakota North PI. Three, four, four. four, four. 
Powers and abilities, like what can they do and such. There, uh, there isn't a lot in this section because, you know, she's just a normal human being like you and me. Her attributes, she is skilled in several forms of hand-to-hand -hand combat. This is the 80s, so I would imagine karate, maybe a little kickboxing, some judo possibly. Has trained herself to be extremely physically agile and moderately adept at gymnastics. So she trained herself in gymnastics. I would imagine maybe she can do like a cartwheel like a, like a front roll, something like that. Her excellent physical condition provides her with reflexes, recovery time, and stamina above the norm for a woman of her age. So, she's in shape. Uh, North is also proficient with a variety of firearms. On the power grid, her intelligence is 3, strength is 2, speed is 2, durability is 2, energy projection is 1. Her fighting skills, that's a 4 though, that's pretty good. She has, uh a weaponry of conventional firearms, and her transportation is a motorcycle. She has she has a red motorcycle. If you read issue number one, you can see her like she's jumping right through a window. When she when she shows up at issue one for the modeling shoot, she rides she rides her motorcycle right into the building and they're all like, You cow, what are you doing on that hog? But uh let's let's move forward. We're gonna go online and uh we're going to see if there's any kind of Dakota North merch, which I honestly, I don't have a lot of hopes for. It's a sad world. We don't got enough Dakota North merch and stuff. Other stuff like, what was their first appearance? Is it valuable? Any cool toys or anything like that? You've got mail. Okay, so we've jacked onto the internet. I got the cord running right from the computer into my head. I'm on the uh, virtual online marketplace known as eBay. So we already know Dakota North's first appearance is Dakota North number one. Came out in 86. You can pick that up right now if you were interested for like $4 with with shipping uh, a graded a graded number nine Dakota North right now is up for auction. It's currently at $91 with 18 bids. That's that's crazy. If you wanted to, you could pick up the entire run, Dakota North 1 through 4. I thought it was 1 through 6. And anyway, they have 1 through 4, 1 through 5, it turns out, actually. 1 through 5 for maybe like 20 bucks if you really if you really looked around. Here's an, an episode of Issue, rather, of Black Panther. She appeared in, let's, um, let's go to, let's, let's see what the highest. The highest priced Dakota North is a Dakota North number 1. Graded at 9.8. Somebody wants 269 for that. Good luck. Good luck with that. Let's um let's take a look and see if there's any any souls. Let's see what people are what people are buying. Here's one somebody actually paid 269. Let's let's take a look. Looks as if the item has been relisted. So that makes me believe somebody bid but did not pay. Here's a run of the Daredevil. With Dakota North, somebody got number 500 all the way up through 513 for 40 bucks. A lot of, lot of Dakota North in there. Here's a uh, an issue of Cage that she appeared in. That's the one where she kind of got in between Luke and his father. It doesn't look as if she has ever been a trading card. Doesn't look like she's ever been a figure. It's all, it's all very sad. Honestly, this character did not take off in the way they would have liked. So, we don't have any fun merch. I wonder why they've never made a figure. I would for sure buy a Dakota North action figure if there was one. Let's let's see if anyone's ever made a cool custom on, on the online here. Figure. 
Marvel. My guess is no. I'm sure somebody has, in fact, made one somewhere. Everything, everything has happened at some time or another. But now it doesn't look like there's a, uh, there's just nothing, my guys. And I apologize for that. I should have, um, I should have picked somebody more popular. But Dakota North is a favorite of mine, and I think it's important to look at some of these smaller characters from time to time. These guys, these guys are the connective tissue of the Marvel universe. It's not all about being, uh, it's not all about being Hyperion. It's not all about being the Sentry. There are people out there walking the streets, walking the streets of NYC, the Big Apple, living a life. And it's people, people like Dakota North that are out there just, you know, living their best life, doing and doing everything they can do to have fun. So they're. There you have it, man. These comics are actually good. Go out there. I don't believe it's been collected as a trade, so I, I think you might have to get the individual issues. But all the Dakota Norse I found, I found at the flea market. They're they're readily available. They're probably in dollar boxes all around the country. So read a little bit about that. Uh, make sure to check out some of the other shows we have on the IC Robots Radio Network. We got the Mister Sensational Gino Vega podcast with Gino Vega. That's that's a vanity project about his life and times. And we got Geek Fest rants with Carlos. That one's awesome. It's about comics, movies, toys, all that fun, geeky stuff we like. And then we have my, my vanity project about my life. That's a show called World Famous. You can find all these I see robots radio. That's I S two E's and then robots, one word radio all together. Type that into your Google. It'll take you right to it. We just, uh, we just set up a Twitter for this show. It is at Marvel Handbook on the tweets. I tweet out like some upcoming episode stuff, so make sure to find that out. Marvel Handbook on the tweets. So we we can always use some Patreons. Supportthereport.com. That's our Patreon. We can always use that. The more Patreon support we get, the more fun episodes we will have coming out to you. But uh, until we meet again, my guys, go over to that Twitter. Give us a follow. Tell me who you would like to see in upcoming episodes because I will definitely take all that into consideration. I want to talk about people you guys want me to talk about. Up until now, I'm just talking about dudes I like. So I want to hear what you like. I'd like to uh, like to know. So this is me, Icy Robot, signing off and saying until we meet again, I'm going to power down the ship, get ready to go, and uh, make my marvel. This has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.